How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Well, this is the segment that's got the entire Central Coast talking. Uh, particularly, how long's the segment been around? Three weeks? Three or four yeah. weeks, yep. Yeah. Well, might be four. I'm gobsmacked by the impact. Uh, let's roll in the intro. Butte's top three. Michael Butner, former New South Wales and Australian Rugby League player. Good morning, mate. Where are you on this gorgeous sunny Saturday? Steve-O, Burko, good morning, boys. Just down <laughs> at Valentine Park uh, watching my son play. The Newcastle Jets have taken on Sydney FC and uh, it was one all at half time. The Jets have now, in the first 10 minutes of the second half, put two goals into the back of the net. So it's 3-1 to Newcastle Jets. And I've got to say, mate, the quality of the football here is outstanding. So uh, an exciting game, and I'll hang around today and watch my son play. He's playing with Sydney Olympic uh, tonight uh, against the Wanderers. So that's out at uh, Blacktown. So a big day of football ahead, boys. A big day so, of football ahead. Steve, don't, don't be surprised by the impact the, uh, this segment is having. <laughs> hey, so uh, what, <laughs> Maccabi Butner playing now and Matty Butner playing for the famous Sydney Olympic tonight. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, a big, big day of football. Uh, filling my days somehow <laughs> down here in Sydney. But, um, yeah, some good football uh, being played at the moment by both teams. Could I, just a- could I just ask you, Buttes, are you surprised your boys have gone into football as opposed to the sport where you excelled for almost 300 games in the NRL? Uh, look, you know what? They started out in soccer and, you know, felt, you know, got a real passion for it. And, you know, I'm happy that they're you know, living out their dreams or whatever that may be and, and playing some really good soccer at the moment. So, uh, And, mate, you know what? There's no pressure on them. They can do their stuff and, and go about it the way they like. So, and I know that we've seen, especially in uh, recent uh, years, a lot of ex-players and their their sons have gone on to, to play at, at you know, NRL level. But, uh, you know, my boys are doing well. And I, I do know Brad Drew, his son, is playing, currently playing with the, uh, the Australian under-20 side overseas uh, in a tournament over there. So... Uh, there's still a little bit of connection there in terms of, uh, and we obviously we saw it with Gary Jack and Kieran Jack with the AFL. So there's a couple of uh, couple of the boys from uh, who have taken different paths to their fathers. Yeah, Butes, we know that uh, Matty Butner plays in the back line, can play pretty much anywhere in the back four, yeah. and he's got speed to burn. What about Mackayby? Similar, mate. He's a left back at the moment. They tried him out at left back, and, and basically they wanted to work on his left foot. So. I think traditionally he's a right he's a right back, but um, they wanted to work really hard on his left foot, and he's doing a good job at the moment at left back. So, yeah, like I said, it's three one at the moment, and the, the Jets are putting enormous pressure on the Sydney FC side, which is great to see. This Sydney FC side have basically been uh, undefeated, dominated for the last two or three years. So, the, as you can imagine, the the program that they have in place here is very very good. But uh, yeah, it's good to see the boys putting the putting them to the sword at the moment. Hey, uh, just a quick correction. We said Sammy Carlisle's the superstar goalkeeper. Uh, Sam's a young boy. Was a bit hard to was it hard to tell Burko with Sam being under the water? Very well. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's had to actually spend more time under the water, I reckon, than he did above it. So our apologies there. Yeah, uh, Butes knows what it's like, uh, water polo, one of the hardest sports to play. And uh, congratulations to all those juniors in the first game. All right, Butes, your top three. Let's get cracking. Top three. All right, boys. Number three will be, and this isn't a positive one, this is a negative one. There's been plenty of discussion about it. <laughs> but the uh, racial abuse of Latrell Mitchell uh, by that fan. Uh, just an ugly, ugly incident, and I know that you know they're talking about life bans, etc., etc. And I, look, I don't know whether that's the answer or not. What I do know is that if we're going to teach and create lessons from this, then it needs to be done in a way that the kid understands the impact and implications of what he's done and what he's said, and how that's not acceptable. Just giving him a, an out-and-out life ban is not going to do that. I think there needs to be a, a you know some sort of program put in place, some sort of maybe even you know sit down with Latrell Mitchell and so Latrell Mitchell can actually tell this kid what the impact of his words had on him and the effect that it could have on other people in the community so uh, for me uh, again uh, just a horrible incident that doesn't need to happen in today's society. Yeah well said Butes and Gary I just can't comprehend how it can happen and my wife Sharon she woke up the next morning and she said this is a young man like how in the world like she, she said to me, she feels like uh, young people are more tolerant, and I would agree with that. But uh, it's, it's just mind blowing, isn't it? Yeah. Dean Witt is a former NRL player and now working with the NRL. He, he made a good comment last night. He says that you know it, it, there's not enough conversation is being had at home about it. You know, in, in the how in the homes, there's not enough conversation around you know what's right, what's acceptable, and what's not. And uh, one, one penalty that they did say was around the boys again to sit in front with Latrell Mitchell, sit in front of him and his teammates and, and explain why he said it and then, and then explain to him what it actually means. We hit those comments, you know, why are they not right? Mm. Um, but I don't know why you go to the football to do that. Have, have you watched the Adam Goods documentary? Uh, bits and pieces of it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched the whole documentary and one of the reasons why is because I feel like if I do watch it, I'm going to be really angry. I think you would be angry. Yeah. I think think you certainly would. It's just, you know, and it, the thing that gets me, Butch, is I'm not sure we're getting any better at it. Yeah, you know, I... No, no, you know, I, I good, agree, good on mate. Yeah, good on Latrell. Yeah, good on Latrell. Like, Latrell calls them out. Like, people, there's some people who don't call it out. They just... Well, they don't, I don't think they even accept it. They just allow it just to, you know, to go through to the keeper. But, you know, it's, it's still very prevalent out there. And I I can't understand for the life of me why. Yeah. Butch, uh, what's number two on Butch's... Top three. Number two is the Australian cricket team, boys. They've done a great job last night. Usman Khawaja, Cameron Green with his maiden century, 114 runs. Uh, Usman with 180. Obviously, Burko, they've clearly created a road to which the, the cricket can be played on this time around as opposed to the uh, minefield that they've had for the first three tests. Yeah, look, we, we played a little bit earlier, a little bit slower this week. I suppose we, we can't really judge in this one to see what it does later on in, in day four and five to see if it does turn a bit. But certainly a lot flatter, different colour, um, and certainly playing the balls, no, spinning nowhere near as much. And yeah, th- th- I think that they'd be quite happy with the draw. I think they're working on a draw to try and make the, uh, the World Test Championship final. They'll need, um, if they get a draw, they need Sri Lanka to to win both tests in New Zealand. There's a recurring theme with Butes' top three, isn't there, Burko? And it's either the good, bad or the ugly with the Australian cricket team. <laughs> it certainly does. It's up and down, isn't it? Um, but they are, they are very topical, the Australian cricket team. There's, there's no doubt about that. 
Uh, I'll tell you another thing too, Butes. Uh, Burko just brought it up before. The, there's a whisper going around. Can you pick up the story, Gary? The Steve Smith story? Yeah, I reckon there's a, there's a fair bit of... Just, this is only my feeling. Is I, I reckon that Steve Smith may retire after the Ashes. There's been a lot of talk from Steve Smith himself Ooh. about doesn't know how long he'll play for. He, he said before this test is probably the last time he'll play in India. We've got the Ashes and the World Cup. So probably not after the Ashes. You'll go to the World Cup. But then I reckon with, a, with West Indies and Pakistan coming over for the summer... Um, you know, it's probably not the most attractive series for him, and he's always spoken about getting out of the game sooner rather than later. So, um, I'll be, it wouldn't surprise me if he retired by the end of the year, which will leave a big hole in the middle. Hey, just before we go to Buttes' number one, I might see if I can get Ellie Stimson, who's coaching at the moment. Ellie, can you quickly come over? We've got a game about to start here. Can we just find out who are the two teams? Um, so, we've got Gosford and Wyong. Fantastic. And uh, your sister's here coaching as well, Rosie Stimson. By the way, Ellie deserves a round of applause from our team here. Ellie's played for New South Wales, played for Australian country. Uh, what's the form guide with both of these teams? How have they gone through the year? Um, well, so Gosford ended up minor premiers, but we've um, every time we've played them, we've either won or lost, so it could go both, like either way. Yeah, looking forward to it. You get back to business. Ellie Stimson, superstar in water polo, joining us and a premiership winner with the Gosford Lobsters. Very underrated player, has played National League as well. Butes, okay, this is it. The moment has arrived. Butes is top three, number one. Number one, the master coach has done it again. <laughs> one Wayne Bennett has done it somehow and got his Dolphins up for their maiden victory. First game of the season up at uh, Suncorp Stadium. What a crowd it was and what a performance it was. Uh, Felice Kafuki was absolutely outstanding. But, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to know the numbers on those that have watched uh, the dawn of the Dolphins. Uh, if they hadn't have won compared to the fact that they did win because... Um, they've certainly created a lot of interest it was a massive upset and uh, well done to the Dolphins they take my number one spot uh, for this week yeah and you know you know, boys no one gave them a chance what made it even sweeter was in my opinion they've defeated the Sydney Roosters and imagine getting in your opening game a medal that's named after the late great Arthur Beetson who also played for that club Buttes uh, look, he was absolutely outstanding. He was the first player signed by the Dolphins. So it was probably fitting that Felice Cafusi, you know, stepped up to the mark. You know, the thing about this side is they've got a lot of players, sure they're old players, but they've got a lot of experienced players who have been in that Melbourne Storm system and who know it so well and just know what it's like to hang in a game. And, and we saw the Melbourne Storm last week on, a, on Thursday night and what they were able to do with a... You know, a side that you could look at on paper that looked, you know, compared to the sides, you know, in the past, uh, it was a far cry from their best side, but they still put in a, an amazing performance. So, um, and it was no fluke because Parramatta got done again last night against the Sharks, so, um, and they're going to be considered one of the uh, premiership contenders. So, yeah, yeah an outstanding effort, Boyce Kafusi, and of course the, uh, the super coach, Wayne Bennett. Let's go back to Buttes. Michael, this time last week you said congratulations to the six teams that open the 2023 season. What about the start to round two? I mean, the standard, look, it hasn't been, how would you describe it? It, it hasn't been the greatest of all time, but I guess the closeness of the contest means that all of these games are gripping. 
It started on Thursday night with the reigning Premiers, the back-to-back Premiers, getting their first win. Not often they lose three in a row, and they down the Rabbitohs 16-10 buttes. Yeah, the Panthers were really good. I'd say for probably 60 minutes. They still haven't put together that 80-minute performance. And, you know, I think they're a far cry at the moment from where they were over the last two years. And that's not to say they can't get back to that uh, stage at the moment. But, you know what, you don't, you don't win competitions in March. You can certainly lose a competition in March if you don't get off to a good start. And that's you know, probably where I see Parramatta at the moment. They're really struggling in terms of... Uh, they've been in both contests, but just lost that ability to, to finish off the games or, or get their head in front when it matters most. And, and that's probably the disappointing part for Paramount fans. Two losses at home doesn't help. But uh, uh, look, I, I thought it was a really good contest. I thought uh, South Sydney uh, just proved in that last 15, 20 minutes that they will be in every contest and they've got enough skill and they created enough chances. Against most other sides, the attacking opportunities they created would put points against most other teams. But against that strong Penrith defence um, that is so well drilled and executes so well, they uh, just did a great job. So uh, well done to the Panthers. Uh, you know, they got their season off. And again, they, like you said, Steve, they don't lose three games in a row often, especially at home. Yeah, Buttes, uh, I just want to talk to you about the way that Penrith... Well, I don't think they iced the game as well as we would expect. A week earlier, we saw Adam Reynolds put on a masterclass, and you saw how well they went down and slotted the field goal. Maybe it's because Nathan limped off kind of at half time that he didn't have a crack at a field goal earlier. What were your thoughts? Yeah, look, it probably may have been the case, but I also felt that they... Um, oh, look, I, I don't know. They, they, they were super strong for 60 minutes, and it's 16 nil, or, you know... From much of the game where you know they're, they're sort of dominating and feeling comfortable maybe they just switched off a little bit like they did in the grand final against Parramatta switched off that last 10-15 minutes and you know considered a couple of tries which you know ultimately put South back in the contest but I, I still think they had enough in the tank and um, they're a very very strong Panthers side still Steve Crichton I thought was outstanding um, he just proved um, you know, that he is an absolute superstar and, and worth every cent. Uh, wherever that might be, I think it's the Bulldogs next year, Steve. So uh, that might bring a few uh, few smiles to the Bulldogs supporters. Yeah, we need something because uh, we were pretty poor last week. Hey, Buttes, in that Parramatta Sharks game, how would Craig Fitzgibbon, the former Clive Churchill medalist, be feeling? I'm not sure whether it was Sione Katoa or Jesse Ramian, but late in the match, all he had to do was take the knee. Instead, he gets bundled into touch. Parramatta get one more crack. I mean, what a finish to that game. Yeah, it was certainly a spectacular finish. And, um, you know, they, they probably the Sharks gave them every opportunity to uh, to get back in the contest. And, you know, the Parramatta got off to an early lead, 10-0 after the first five, six minutes. Um, and you would suspect that that uh, should have been enough. But to their credit, the Sharks, and, you know, it says a lot about their coaching uh, and what Craig Fitzgibbon has instilled in the, the team. To do that without uh, Wade Graham and Nico Hines is a really, really good performance. And I don't think it can be underestimated how significant that was um, in the overall scheme of the season. Uh, you know, you go into round three now, instead of being 0-2, which Parramatta will go, you know, they're one-on-one, and that's a whole different ball game. and it takes a little bit more pressure off you rather than being in that 0-2 situation where Parramatta, they've really got to get things moving, I've got to say that. 
Yeah, yeah, Butte, uh, we're running short on time now, so just quickly, sevens are so hard to come by. You must have loved the work of Braden Trindle, and not just in general play, but also his kicking ability. Yeah, he, he was really good. I, you know, he set up that first try for Britton Nakora, uh, just with some subtlety and a beautiful pass. It was just outstanding, and it made it easy for Nakora to get through. Um, yeah, I, I liked what he did with the ball. I liked what he did. I think Ilias also had a great game last week for South Sydney, and he was solid again this week. There's some good halfbacks going around, and they're, they're certainly worth their weight in goal. And we've seen that with what Mitchell Moses is worth. No, we know what Nathan Cleary's value is and, and obviously DCE and what he brings Adam Reynolds to the Broncos. Uh, there's a cast of thousands when you're talking about good halfbacks. Um, but they are such a valuable asset and uh, yeah. one that you cannot underestimate. Yeah, beautiful. We're getting the wind-up music. Great to talk to you, mate. Have a top weekend and we'll catch up soon. Have a good weekend, boys. All the best.